Hello everybody and welcome back to another episode of the Headspace Podcast. This is the show where we break down the new hip-hop albums track by track. Give thoughts and opinions on every single song. My name is Holden Stefan Roy and today I will be guiding you through Machine Gun Kelly's brand new album, Hotel Diablo. Alright, so before we get into it, I'm going to do the quick intro bit. If you want to skip that, check the description of this video for a full itinerary of when I'll talk about each and every song on that note um i like to just start off by pointing out that while i have been doing this for for a little bit i don't necessarily think i'm the biggest hip-hop expert in the world i'm just a person who listens to a lot of albums and likes to comment on the stuff that strikes out to me and based on that i appreciate it when uh the comment section you know kind of challenges me a bit or has a little conversation with me because so often I've thought a certain thing and then through the comment section I have, you know, interacted with y'all and completely reshaped my complete understanding of music and how I even go approach everything with these reviews. It's all, it's all kind of come from just having amazing people who take the time to comment. So because of that, I like to show some love and read my favorite comment on last week's video. And last week, Mr. Christopher and myself, we spoke about Freddie Gibbs and, uh, fuck, Freddie Gibbs' new album, um, fucking Bandana. That was terrible. And on that Torrance Bragg said in Black t- Tummy T the line about Joe, Jermaine, and Mike is about the Jacksons. I'm like damn thank you. I wouldn't have caught that. I didn't. I clearly, he, and he responded to it. And what's cool about this comment is for somebody to like make such a specific response, it's like he watched it and that's amazing to me. It blows, it makes it all worth it. Like just to know that just Torrance over here watched that review. It's like who cares how long it took? Who cares any effort? It was amazing to just See somebody who did. Anyway, Freddie hails from Gary, Indiana, as did the Jackson family. Again, I really didn't know that. And before they made it big as the Jackson 5. So the fact that he was able to teach me something like that's the kind of shit I'm super into. I like to grow and learn with y'all. Put it all on display. Put myself on blast. That's how this channel kind of works. So before we get up into the episode, I'm going to give a quick shout out to the patrons at the beginning while y'all still watching. Linda Williams, DJ Black Hurricane, uh, fucking Jonathan Barnes, Ismail Kadamsi, Chris Prado. And yeah, we're gonna get into it um we're gonna be talking about machine gun kelly's hotel diablo album i'm repeating it because it's good for the seo value of the video free little tidbit for all y'all repeat the keywords i like to start off the official part of the episode with a little bit of how familiar i am with the artist because it really makes a difference in your appreciation of an album when you hear somebody's music for the first time versus if you've been listening to them for a decade versus all the different ways you can go about it. So if you've grown up with somebody and when you come across a new album that comes out or even revisiting an old one, how you feel about that in the today and now is largely based on the context and the history and the knowledge you have surrounding that person. So I feel like it's only fair to you to tell you where I'm at with MGK before we get into the review. And then you can always tell me where you're at with him when you comment down below. But for me, MGK is one of the few new rappers coming out who I can say that when I listen to their music, when I say new, I mean like when new albums come out based on people we review, that I actually have heard the progression of their career album to album. So for me, MGK is somebody I am a fan of. I could not care less about the MGK Eminem beef. That was some fun times. We got some good amounts of views on a couple of videos. Thank you both of these great men for giving us something to talk about. It was really fun. I enjoyed all the songs involved in that. It was cool for me. But um, I first encountered MGK 
way back in the day when I got into like the fast rappers and shit and like Wild Boy and everything on Lace Up was there. I think Black Flag is what really snagged me. So when Black Flag dropped, it was the Swing Life Away remake song that he did on that project that blew my mind because I'm a huge Rise Against fan and Swing Life Away is one of those teenage songs that just totally... I probably spent every breakup of my life and shit pining away to that music. So to hear MGK take something like one of my favorite songs and repurpose it into something so incredible really made me listen to Black Flag. And to this day, it's probably my favorite MGK project simply because I spent so much time with it. Like you go through that experience and while there's maybe a couple songs I would have skipped over on it in general. I found it all enthralling. Like, I wanted to learn the words to it, the flows to it. And then, you know, I went back to Lace Up. It's got, I mean, it has DMX on it. Like, how, how could you not want to listen to an album that has DMX on it? Anyway, so went through that. Blew my mind. It was fucking incredible. I was completely into MGK. I, I think it's general admission that comes next. I might be wrong about that. Either way, totally feeling that bad boy. And all of this time, I'm a fan. I'm not a music reviewer yet. I'm a guy who just does my thing. Um, I'm trying to learn the skills of the hip hop and, you know, memorizing the songs. And I thought MGK just, I felt like MGK and I listened to the same type of shit when we grew up. You know, that combination of punk rock and hip hop, which where I come from, there were people who did it. But it wasn't quite so cool until after I was done high school. And then I found a lot of people were into it. But everything felt kind of segregated, you know, at a point. And I just kind of loved everything. And I've always just kind of liked both the rock punk side and, like, the hip-hop side. So seeing an MGK kind of fuse these two things that I thought was amazing. And then being on shit like Warp Tour and stuff, totally up my alley. My first ever concert is the 2006 Vans Warp Tour in Montreal. First ever one of my life. Um, either way, so I've been following his shit for a while, and then, then we reviewed Bloom. And at this point in my life, I, I suppose I'm a little bit arrogant now. I think I know some things, because you know how men are in their late 20s, they like to think they know some things. And, uh, basically, I talked, uh, I talked down on MGK, because, not, not maybe because of the music, but because of the messaging and the attitude didn't, didn't rub off right on me. That, and I wasn't thrilled with a lot of the creative choices he made like i'm not gonna lie there are a lot of songs i like on bloom like something like the gunner i love that track but most of the album to me i felt like it was missing a little something that entranced me with the previous work in the passion department or maybe it was just the i don't give a fuck attitude mixed with vapid drug use and shit and i don't know maybe i was just at a place in my life where hearing that wasn't what i wanted to be hearing so all the things considered we did that review I'll admit it, based on the like to dislike ratio, I am definitely uh, perceived as a hater on that one. And if I watched it today, I'd probably be like, yeah, hold it. You're being a bit of a dick. So for any of the MGK fans that felt like really pissed off in my review, I get you. It was a couple years ago. Y'all know when the album dropped. And then uh, time moved on and, uh, you know, Killshot and fucking uh, Kamikaze and that wonderful. You got to understand my life for that week. I went to work. I work in a software company, you know, proper white collar shit. People here are not bumping hip hop, in my company at least. If you work in a software company where hip hop's happening, lucky you. I work in a place where people still think the Beatles are goat. Um, not to, I, if I dissed any Beatles fans here, man, you just can't win on the internet. So, um, 
all of a sudden mgk and eminem are headline news and people are all day asking me what's an mgk do you like mgk and i was like this is the greatest fucking week of my life so as far as being able to talk about hip-hop music with my colleagues mgk dissing eminem gave me the best gift music has given me as far as that subject is concerned so for that i suppose in hindsight i'm extremely grateful that whoever orchestrated this thing because when you dig into the conspiracies it kind of looks a little bit like the labels uh orchestrated it a bit behind the scenes either way when you look at this shit it was a good time and then he drops his his very bizarre album the little ep binge where i mean i get it what he's going through in his life and stuff i suppose is put out there it's not that it's just the timing was whack right because like you get the fucking rap devil you get the kill shot and then you get the the binge ep of of which yes rap devil's on the project but i'm willing to bet most people who came from the rap devil side bumped that shit for rap devil and listened to the rest of it and was like okay now me i reviewed that shit and i thought it was super cool i really enjoyed it i really did i um i kind of got over myself a bit and just realized mgk is doing some weird shit with music he's, he's playing around he's experimenting and i took a bit of a less of a hater approach to it and uh while not every song's my cup of tea there, there's a couple tracks off that little binge project that i thought were good but mostly aside of rap devil i can't remember much of it but that led us to this moment here now before this album came out i was perusing the youtubes and i was looking around trying to find something good uh and then travis barker catches my eye i can't help it i see travis barker i'm fucking done for those of you who are familiar with the album in more detail you know i'm about to bring up the i think i'm okay music video so we watched that and i'm like mgk really did like grow up listening to the same shit i did and like he brought that into a video but like fused in his style with it and all things considered i really enjoyed that video it had hit me in the nostalgia in a way that made me store for the album and while the whole album might not sound like that it really hit me in a way that got me hyped up again and i don't know so as a fa i feel like this is the first mgk album in a couple of years where i feel like i'm just really excited to, to see what he brings to the table it's a fucking hot week for music reviews i mean after this i'm gonna go review west side gun and after that we're gonna go talk about dreamville so i wanted to start off with mgk because personally he's the one i'm i'm most attached to as a fan and i know that sometimes people can think whatever but all things considered i like mgk he's somebody who's inspired me a lot over the last seven eight years of my life so if you end up watching this colson i do appreciate all of your artwork and such on that note um the cover appears to be like him as a kid with his head popped off like we're gonna go inside his head it's not my favorite cover of a history but it works to serve the function of identifying the album while being identifiable as a tiny thumbnail we are definitely not everyone tries as hard with album art these days i get it like what's the point at the end of the day we all gonna bump the songs and the album art's just there to identify it none of us have these physical artworks i mean inside of whatever merch from that goes aside from this it's not like everybody's copping shirts or covers i mean do you do you guys cop shirts with album covers is that i mean i'm 31 so like i'm past the age where i spend copious amounts of money at shows i say that seven days uh before i go see wu-tang and spend copious amount of money on merch um i want to buy a hoodie it's the summer but i want a woo hoodie i digress so yeah let me know if you do that and uh basically this album's called hotel diablo 
for me it just kind of makes me feel like we're gonna go inside his mind where he's already kind of expressed the sentiment like he feels like he's in hell and shit's crazy over the course of binge and bloom so i thought it was like oh i think we're gonna get explanation for some of the behavior like i felt it was gonna be a personal album and i think he conveyed that to me and I think if I did have a, a grievance with Bloom and uh, with Binge, it's that it felt a lot like a youthful, like aggressive front. It felt like the shit you put on while you're coping with stuff you're not willing to express. So on this album, I was hoping for, and spoiler alert, I do think he delivers on. It's almost like we get the explanation and the connection and the man behind why all of these different things happen to him or why he is at this place in his life so i thought that was pretty exciting and on that note um he starts the album off with something i think we all consider important sex drive i just saw he released a little twitter video for this uh thing with him and some girl and they're uh, blowing smoke around and it's like a sexy fun time i gotta admit i think it's alpha omega but that video where he's got all the body paint and shit and the girls around that's a nice video that got my sex drive a little bit like yeah that's a good idea it made me uh you know think some things not about mgk per se but just the overall aesthetic was actually attractive and sexy in a music video which is not something i normally feel while watching hip-hop where a bunch of dudes are surrounded by girls um anyway so this starts off with this crazy seductive really good beat like uh, this this is very beat driven it's very much an introduction and it it's a good introduction in the sense that it does its job to almost introduce the world of Hotel Diablo and where we're going to be spending a little bit of time. It's spaced out. You kind of get this drugged out vibe to it. And then he has like these faded effects vocals going on. And he goes, come and find yourself. Come and find yourself. Don't you realize that you're the problem? And then this other voice is like, this is the reason I can't sleep at night. Hey, what's going to happen? Where are you going? And then Cara Delevingne, who is featured here, goes, welcome to Hotel Diablo. And then MGK is like, come and find yourself. So I just read the whole thing because it's just this vague little thing that shows you that the whole point of this project is supposed to be to maybe connect and to go on a journey with him where he is trying to find himself and to understand and find some meaning and reason what's going on. But I also feel like since music is this connecting force where we all can relate to the words and the passion and the emotion that the other the, that the artist is putting out into the world, it's also this almost open invitation for you, his fan base, for me to maybe reflect and go through our own version of this journey and i thought that was pretty cool um at first it was a little weird and i'm like i don't know if i feel this but like when i do these reviews i like to listen to a song at least three times in a row just because by like time three you listen to a track three times in a row you have a good idea how you feel about that shit like if you want to listen to it again it's a good sign if you're like oh thank god it's over bad sign this was a decent sign it was a good introduction it's definitely not something i would play unless i was like really gonna put on the album and run through it but i gave it a 4.25 because it's well made it's distinct it feels very personal and it feels like it serves the role of taking you out of your world into this psychedelic adventure that you almost expect from mr mgk on that note i think it's about time that we start talking about some real shit why don't we talk about el diablo so M, uh, M here and M 
we're supposed to get the same connection so tell all my competition that i love m or m you know like i like the fighting spirit i like it and that's cool to come out of a situation like that oh shit this is on the ronnie j guy because ronnie j uh did the beat for kill shot and then uh that's sick that's actually fucking nice um that's a connection i'm glad i caught on camera so that we could all talk about it together um if you know any like good drama surrounding like just ronnie j seems like this shit disturber beat maker that i fucking like and honestly everything i've heard from him is fucking hype so kudos to ronnie j i will turn you up um but yeah tell my competition that i love m i love him but i brought m back just to kill m again get it m m and m you know because that's what he's trying to imply is that he instigated this like slim shady resurgence or whatever however y'all feel about that kill shot was definitely something that is the result of mgk and that was the return of m i do not believe um mgk can claim victory on this little beef and my personal feelings are mgk is a little bit of a spinster like when you looked into some of his claims like i'm number one on spotify but that's just because eminem's track hadn't like hit yet so he was still there and then the kill shot took over like literally kill shot broke records like a motherfucker and apparently he faked that picture with the middle fingers and the crowd after the fact when you look into it and this is again just stuff like i saw online i don't know if it's true so please person who is a huge stan of mgk don't attack me um but apparently that shit was a little bit staged like he told the audience to put their fingers up and they weren't aware that they were doing this with the kill shot thing and then after the fact when people saw it there were some grievances posted however for all i know the majority of people really did care but the way it was described is the majority of that crowd was there for follow boy who mgk was on tour with i like the picture it's really nice aesthetically however if all of that shit is true you can't do stuff like that and claim to win. That's just the truth. Still, to take this little subliminals, I kind of like the cleverness of it. Because it's not really about M. It's an open thing. But because he keeps saying M, it, it's pretty smart. It lets you know, you know. I, I keep some drink in the cup in case anyone got some more beef. I can eat M again. I made a promise to beat their ass up like a dinosaur if I ever meet M again. I mean... I'm not necessarily convinced MGK could really beat Eminem in a proper rap beef if they both went back and forth for a while. Like, it would it would quickly go to Shady. But, I mean, kudos, man. If you can bait Eminem into a song again, dude, if you can even bait Eminem into any acknowledgement. I already saw the blogs were talking about how he's responded to Killshot and stuff. So, look, man, you got to make your money. And I respect that. You gotta do your hustle and the world's a hyper competitive place and i've come to appreciate that while i do think this is a little bit in the more realm of unnecessary clickbaity stuff it's really well done and the marketer in me is quite impressed with mr machine gun kelly's business mind um still it's hype it's it's really good he flows over it real nice and the beats proper and stuff but uh fuck your big bro we the ones that got it when the rent slow i'll make it happen i'm back to rapping again yeah he is i really appreciate this like already at this song i feel like way more interested than i think i was with uh bloom or binge um uh i shoot dice yeah i gamble with my life no invites keep my circle tight on my house whatever this to me this is all kind of like some standardy rap stuff and I, I don't mean to dismiss it it's a little bit hot in my apartment so i'm a little bit like on edge we'll say but um in general it's the motif of him 
basically gambling with the way he's been living his life and pushing it but what i mean is so many people gamble with their life like that that hearing it in a song while super real it's not a lot like strikes me there but i do enjoy the next verse when he's like i got a combination to a safe in the in the back of a bank that be storing my shit just had a conversation with a girl that i dated now she out there horn and shit and i just like the flossiness of it like i got the money hey look at that i started dating this chick now i'm milking the situation and i feel like honestly he does have that kind of charisma and charm i don't actually think he's a pimp but in general i could see how to you know he meets some girl and she's just doing all the shit for him and whatnot you know he had an altercation in florida threw his face on the floor and shit and a lot of the stuff's true mg kid did all that stuff i don't know the rest of the song is cool um but then he goes stop the debate if my name isn't mentioned in this generation is one of the greatest from lyrics to cadence that's fair i had to really think about this i changed the way rappers rock out on them stages i saw people take it and they were more famous so i didn't get the credit i had to be patient and then i had to really think about this because if mgk's implication here is that he invented stage diving as a rapper or playing with a band that's just not true i mean that's called new metal and like i'm pretty sure zach de la roche is a rapper and he was fucking around rage against the machine that's that's a rapper with a band stage diving and shit i mean y'all can try to tell me how it's not hip-hop or whatever whatever but like I mean, I literally Googled it, and Coolio hurt himself trying to stage dive in 2009. You know, like, yes, MGK started in 2006, but, like, I don't think Coolio stole it from MGK is all I'm trying to say. I do understood, though, that when you mentioned in this generation, and then I said, oh, he's got a point, because I started thinking about it what really attracted me mgk that whole thing i said at the very beginning is kind of the fact that he was doing shit like acting like my favorite punk bands you know as a rapper the doing it with bands absolutely not true people have been fucking around with bands all sorts of things but if we talk about the pop sphere of hip-hop then i get what he's talking about and a lot of people may have jacked that aesthetic of a rock star after mgk started popping and i saw his point and i'm like I, maybe i'm wrong and i would really love to think of somebody in this new end of rappers so we'll say people under 30 who did this kind of thing or who like because I, I think like mgk kind of got it from the same because i I myself, if I were to perform and I was in much better shape and I had to band and everything, would do the same kind of stuff he's doing, but only because I grew up listening to shit like Blink-182 also. So I think that he really is one of the first rappers that appealed to that part of me. And maybe it really is just that MGK brought this rock star shit in the way that it manifests in hip hop to the mainstream it's entirely possible and i would love to hear your thoughts on that anyway the song kind of ends and they have a him and a slim his little buddy that he brought up on lace up and shit have a, a conversation about how long it's been since the last album but binge happened i mean it's nine tracks it's an ep it's uh it's honestly only got three more songs than this album does and it's it's honestly only a little bit shorter than this album throwing it out there um i'm talking about length i mean i did did check it out for a while but um all i'm saying is that yeah a lot of shit did happen and i was like that's cool like right there that little skit it tells us that this is maybe gonna look at some stuff so here we have like a little bit of the kill shot situation a little bit of maybe the more mainstream situation of, of him trying to establish the credit that's owed to him and that's a cool way to start this album that's what made him the rap devil so el diablo get it anyway 
Just just in case you think I didn't catch the song title part. I digress. Uh, 4.25 on 5. Why? Because I don't know that there's a whole lot in this song that's going to stick to me. I feel like I got it. And I'm okay to move on because there are absolutely better tracks on this project. And in my opinion, Hollywood Whore is one of those songs. So if I understand the premise of this track at a very top level, it's MGK is the whore. And he's out in LA now, so he's in Hollywood and whatnot. And um, he's basically expressing how he feels used and taken advantage of by the labels in the situation. And this was the song that made me realize how much I was actually going to enjoy the content on this album a lot more than... Because, like, El Diablo was cool, but it was very still kind of superficial, still in the vein of, like, all right, MGK, but let's talk about some real shit in your life. On that note, we get here. Am I wrong being lost? The pressures of being boss exhausted every bone in my body. I can't walk. I don't talk. I scream. I don't stop to think. And I had... And, and I was, like... All the arrogance and the I don't give a fuckness and all the maybe stuff that bothered me in previous uh, in the last couple albums, which is gone here. And it's like this honest conversation. He feels a certain way. And since, you know, things like he gets high and whatnot are, are, are part of his life, it's like he has this situation now where he's in control of a company, a complete corporate entity that's worth serious cash money and all these things going on. And at the end of the day, it's not like it's not like we is this age group i'm about his age i'm a couple years older we weren't given the best tools to succeed in life and so when you really consider all of these things and add some empathy and think about his story and where he comes from it's kind of nice to admit that he's trying to get over this superhuman shit and just be like yo i'm a little bit going through some stuff you know i'm so close to the dream that i can't go to sleep you know like he is that close to being famous he's still almost famous and I, I say that with respect because he has grinded so long and hard and his name has gotten up there but at the end of the day when i go look at the amount of spins this thing already has on spotify on don't get me wrong it's 5 33 p.m on july 5th eastern standard time the day the album came out and i'm just saying for people who are popping there's usually two three little lines on the spotify thing if you're on desktop and i'm certain it's gotten views and i'm certain he's his core fan base and people like me are going to be bumping this and checking it out but at the end of the day he's not the one everyone seems to be raving about for some reason he's just behind that periphery and just to express all of that right there in the beginning you know ironic i know so i need more chronic to roll and all of a sudden it's like having the stress and pressure of being so close to your dreams and having to grind and try so hard leaving you so to the point where you just need to smoke a joint well, that's some relatable shit that I think a lot of people can go through. And I was like, damn, MGK, you got me here. I'm starting to really back your shit right now. Trying to find what's more important, the money or my soul. Oof. When you get like a little bit older, you start going through those kinds of conflicts because you got bills to pay and shits to do. And sometimes you got to suck a little corporate dick in order to, to get ahead in life. And that is not the simplest shit, you know? Anyway, you got like the, the late and you got to you sat at the table with my daughter promising you goddess right after you finished saying grace. Why don't you tell her what you're hiding in the bank? It's time to cut the lawn and see the snakes. So if I understand correctly, this it would be about how the label promised to take care of his family and blah, blah, blah. But at the end of the day, if you know anything about label situations and, well, bad boy, I don't actually know if it's better or worse. And obviously the opportunities of coming through Diddy has probably helped him. Um, 
if you look at how most deals are structured it's like he's probably getting fucked right up the ass for the amount of money he should have at this point versus the actual value and the worth of his work and i think it's cool that to have a guy like mgk take the time to actually express this because i think a lot of people need to hear what the labels are like and to have a newer age rapper start to bring in this next wave of stories of how the labels fucked them or take advantage of them i mean he literally goes as far first of all tangent it's no sun the clouds are opaque after i still smile but feel so fake i love the fact that he used opaque and i really relate to what it's like to have to fake smile in life because it's actually part of your job almost everywhere you work to go and smile and the people who fake smile drink more so fun facts in life so people who fake smile at work tend to drink more those are just some statistics i don't have the hard numbers but you can google that shit and see if i'm right or wrong anyway but he goes as far as to be like what a mistake to look how you take what doesn't belong to you this was a rape and if fate send us both to heaven i'm gonna keep a blade of my leather so i can kill you at the gate and you have this like idea where he's taking the labels and the toxic situation and probably business management and just different people who have taken advantage of a situation personified as this woman who um basically took you know like promised him the world and when she hits the fan labels don't give you back that money the the short version is you go into debt so the, the label gives you a loan like it could be a half a million and then you have to recoup that loan so often what will happen is a little bit of a trap where um they, it, they may they almost like probably make sure you spend just enough on the album so that you make back just enough to need to go make another album where they essentially become a slave in a sense because you have to make back the money you owe them whether and then you make your next album which further indebts you because all the new money comes out and oh shit you gotta hope this one pops and it's almost like this never-ending cycle until you know the label drops you or whatever and then you're fucked and that kind of shit happens to so many people but at the end of the day when you look at how little an artist is going to get especially if you sign something like a 360 deal where they take your tour money and your merch money and all the monies it's really like a bad situation for a lot of people which is why i'm very glad i am a very underground independent person who has taken the time in my life to understand the business side of things and i recommend y'all read some books and shit that can help you with that um how music words by how music works by david byrne is a, a great book to teach you a lot about some shit like this um the chorus is intro is cool he has his little quirky first place is it worth it when you see it's all two-faced trying to fit into a world with new space commit third degree murder what for and he counts one two three four in there uh trying to play me like a hollywood whore and then it's almost like the same old story of yesteryear of those rappers who are like yo was the fame worth it just so much bullshit and politics and all this other crap that it makes you feel a certain way and again i appreciate mgk taking the time to like express that to us because this feels more like feel him feeling like a used piece of trash whatever type of person because of a, a you know how he, his financial situation is playing out versus what he's worth that's an understandable thing that's a lot more to me something to connect to than i'm fucked up fuck you i don't care what you think well now i care what he thinks and i like you know he makes me want to care for him which is really cool 
I woke up sweating trying to forget I'm in a mansion because fans are mad at my expansion. I don't get why fans do that. Let the man have his house. He worked hard. He got the house. He deserves the damn mansion. And then, you know, it points out how he has friends who are offended but he didn't get to go to the Grammys or get the handouts. And I love when he goes, I'm asking, when did pride and passion get mistaken for handouts and ass kicking? The fact is I made it from trailer trash to Saks Fifth. Took it from underground to massive. And the come up was classic. Back when white boys rapped at getting the ass kicked. Um, from that point, it's like he, he kind of has that same sentiment of how now that he's famous, people seem to want things from him. Like, yo, if I ever pop in life, it's not like any person is owed a fucking thing. Like, I'll pay you adequately and fairly for things you can do in terms of value. But like, I don't know why everyone just expects that because you're rich you can stay rich by spending all your money and opportunity on them like here's the thing you can get some shit for yourself but check it you have money you have to dress away to make enough money to get to that point where you can start investing the best you can do is employ people you employ people you take them with you but it's not like a milli goes very far if everybody's trying to get some freebies and shit so i kind of again approached it he's like yo listen it's not a handout just because i got some shit don't have hard feelings with me because you i'm not doing what you want anyway flows on through and then he ends up with a super interesting line oh i also like the part that he goes back to an era where white boys weren't necessarily allowed to rap and it's a little more commonplace now and i gotta give him credit 2006 still isn't quite the white boys can rap in all things considered, MGK is one of the guys who did a lot for mainstreamifying white boys who can spit fast. So all those little underground little YouTuber guys that are going to diss him as we find out on that next track, um, they probably ultimately in some way were influenced by MGK in their disses against MGK if you look at the history of all of that shit. Um, this track is dope. I enjoyed it. And uh, one more important thing to mention is that it samples Numb by Linkin Park, which is touching because he was on tour with them or they had just announced the tour uh, when Chester passed, which was very sad. I almost copped tickets for it. So I guess in a sense, um, like, I don't know. He's allowed. He's like a guy who's allowed to use that. Obviously, if they're, you know, they're, they're homies and whatnot. So that really got me into feels too. And I appreciated that. Anyway. Speaking of all that, let's talk about Glass House. This is a really cool song because I think we're again getting some more of that self-awareness that goes on in his life. So it's not like, fuck you, I'm going to do drugs, blah, blah, blah. It's like all alone in a glass house. And this is Naomi Wilde. Apparently, there was a version that leaked with Lana Del Rey. And then this version has Naomi Wilde. I did not hear the Lana Del Rey version. If you did hear it, let me know if it's good. All alone in a glass house. Lie away till the sun's up. Pin sky when you come down. M3 in the driveway. Um, caffeine and the heartache. Never want to have it a bit my way and you just feel like like a glass house i don't know i just picture the no stones throwing so be careful because of whatever but it also has this transparency to it and so if you're trying to like if you're in a glass house with a sun or it's not you're gonna be able to sleep and shit i don't know i feel like he's kind of alluding to the fragility of his world and the caffeine for the heartache is kind of a loose way of describing how because caffeine is is a strange drug a stimulant of sorts uh to you know pump your way through so possibly he's talking about coke i don't really know um 
I've never done coke, so sometimes the coke bars go over my head, and uh, I feel like it's just meant to elude that drugs is a way to go, but I love the fact that he brings up in caffeine, because I find it odd that people judge certain drugs and don't judge all drugs the same, like caffeine is a pretty hefty stimulant drink seven coffees and tell me you basically not on a speed and that's legal but you do a speed and that's not legal so all i'm saying is we draw lines in places based off of whatever cultural norms either way i like how he starts off the verse and again uh this has like a slower more singy vibe to it it's not like the same sh like what i like about mgk is how versatile he is so i think he delivers this third separate song style plus fourth if you count the intro in a row and it, it's cool it's fresh it almost makes you you have no idea what's coming next on my next song at this point but yeah fuck up and lose control burn so many bridges got nowhere to go and, and i'm like that's really relatable i mean myself i went through that process very recently where i fucked up a lot and it was spoke at a term and pissed off a lot of people and con had some consequences in my life that were tangible so i was like okay that's really cool uh bitches got these motors like anna nicole i'm smoking cigarettes alone until it burn a hole and you gotta anna nicole's no longer with us so i think uh one of the things that's interesting is how he alludes to certain people who may no longer be with us and kind of references that you know annie nicole did have some uh shifty motives in life and she is maybe the type of lady that uh he gets surrounded by but um i'm smoking cigarettes alone until i burn a hole in my lungs and my soul in my denim coat and that's also relatable if you've ever smoked you know maybe you have that moment where you're kind of lost out or drunk and strong and you're not really paying attention and it just burns down but over time it really does it almost feels like it stains your soul when you're smoking and if you i mean i vape now so sometimes i'll see smoke it's usually me taking a little puff off the e-cig between um song cuts because i don't think that's kosher as far as youtube rules go to vape on camera it's also tacky but um so i mean yeah i really like that i find it like super personal and going through it you know same place i'm gonna keep that knife if i slip my throat a little melodramatic, but I, I appreciate it. It's good melodrama for the emotional state he's conveying. Then he references Nipsey's. He goes, that shit ugly. I was just with Nipsey, now we ghost. They even got my homie Pete out here like fucked the jokes. Damn, and apparently Pete has a borderline personality disorder. That's Pete Davidson, and I can relate to that. My father has that, and there's a good chance as possible that I do. If you look at my erratic personality, it, it lines up. I've never been diagnosed, but... Yo, the world's a little bit wonky like that. So I kind of like that he's approaching things like just the death and the, the mental illness and the drug use of the world and this whole thing, you know? Um, I, it's Life's been hard since 17. I've been through hell. I think I'm somewhere in between caught in purgatory. I can paint the scene. Everything turned into a nightmare from a dream. And that's interesting as you kind of points out that his when it was youthful he dreamed for the future and as this journey's gone on it's gotten torturous it's gotten problematic it's not simple and then he reflects on this desire to meet with lil peep and you know he kind of thinks back on mac miller and how he's not there and then the line that really got me was yeah last time i got off the stage i looked chester in the face but now he gone and ain't no going back and i was like ooh, that really like got me like I suppose if he really is, he, like, he must know a lot of these people who are going through such dark things and he's going through such things as we learned on the last two projects. So just to take that time and maybe realize how fragile everybody is and whatnot, I thought it was just so powerful. So damn, 
interesting to listen to as opposed to other stuff um you know lately i've been sick of living nobody knows how i'm really feeling i hated you know how to smile but keep it killer hidden inside and he flows on through and he's just kind of it's almost like he's coming out and admitting that maybe not his whole world is okay it's honestly like this is maybe why i've been the way i've been over the last little while and i just thought it was really important for y'all to know and i thought that was amazing and it really got me i thought i was self-aware enjoyable everything about this is cool the beat i believe has some guitars in it if i'm wrong i'm sorry i'm just trying to remember it now but it had this cool like not so standard hip-hop vibe to it that i really enjoyed listening to so i gave it a 4.5 and man i'm just like wow this album just keeps getting proper and then um the next one features mr lil skies as we talk about burning memories MGK just does it again. Something I never really thought about is how he copes with his mom bouncing. So yeah, this one's for mama that I never knew. I took acid to burn all my memories of you. And it's just the thought of like, wow, he's doing a bunch of drugs and shit because his mom bounced out and he's got a hole in his heart and he's fucking struggling. Damn, I feel like such a dick forever judging the dude. I wish I wouldn't, you know, maybe cared more about what he was going through instead of being such a dick about it. But uh, I guess you really want to know the truth. How'd you leave your only your child at nine for another dude? Took that pain and punched my father in the stomach till he bled. Hit the store and stole a 40. Took that shit to the head. So just to imagine him being so young. I'm like, his mom literally leaves to go with somebody else. And then he proceeds to act out and take it on on his father, who, as I understand it, took the situation really hard and maybe was a little unemployed and maybe made MGK's life a little bit challenging as a youth. And so he acted out in a certain way. All the years that you ignored me left me sleepless in the bed. I hope that he got some kids because your only son is dead. And man, it's just like he kills himself off from his mother. And then his revenge that he gets is that she'll never see him and he's kind of done waiting and wishing it's like this is like the end and he's letting go of his dark feelings towards his mom as a 29 year old and that's some shit i can understand um as i'll touch on a bit later i've had some complications with my father in my life myself and around his age i started to realize maybe it wasn't the best and you know over my last couple of years i've worked at trying to deal with that situation it's not quite the same as his but just seeing like the things that motivate him like i can kind of get what it's like to wonder what it's like to have your mom dip out at a certain point when i was young my parents did split up and shit like that anyway just because of whatever um then little you got the chorus which is fine i didn't think it was overly remarkable i'm gonna just leave it at that it's it fits this song and it kind of has a tone of like yeah you know i'm kind of faded going through the motions and then the big uh reveal you showed me that just because we're blood don't mean we relate which i do like because i do have family members who i foresee coming to me in the future being like bro blah 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 where i don't i just we are blood but i don't know that we relate the people i relate to are the people i forge bonds with and if you weren't there to forge a bond i mean sure we're blood and that i guess counts for something so i can kind of respect where he's coming from because i came to those kind of realizations but then Lil Skies comes on. And while I do think Lil Skies came in and did his A-game effort for this song, and he, he does sound good, I feel like lyrically it's a little bit vapid by comparison to the personal nature of MGK's deeper epiphanies. So hold up, stack my money up for a rainy day. Fine. You're flossing that you're rich after literally MGK 
<laughs> like is telling us about his mom bouncing okay play with mgk and i'll pull up where you stay i die for my brother i don't have nothing to say i die when my baby mama told me i was fake oh okay there we got a line fourth line in the verse where it felt a little personal maybe his baby mama didn't trust him it was bad but he's got real shooters that worry about a case so he's a little bit hard and then the rest of the verse is fine i just feel like he's dealing with his own versions of trust issues but he doesn't really go into anything in very much detail and then at the end mgk kind of bounces back and forth with him a little bit which is a cool effect to like end off the verse before the hook but i definitely feel like mgk had me like by the heartstrings a little bit got me like really following this story and little skies maybe he just doesn't have the same kind of drama going on in his world so he didn't have as much to pull on but i don't know there's a huge difference between my friends i can't trust them and my baby mama don't like me to my mom left me and it fucked me up i'm just saying the magnitude of topics doesn't match 100 percent for me so i gave this song 4.25 because mgk killed it but little skies was a little odd that's what i'm gonna leave it at it was a little odd but that's okay flows right on into a wonderful skit titled a message from the count but wonderful skit i mean i don't really know if i liked this very much it's pete davidson doing like his dracula voice and mgk's like trying to coach him a bit and they do their little dracula voices and then it's not funny and that's how it just kind of ends is fuck that it's not funny i agree this was not that funny to me maybe it was funny to you somebody on like the genius comments was like this is the greatest funniest skit ever and i'm like this i'll get it it's just them fucking around with this fake little dracula voice thing i get it hotel diablo i <laughs> I don't, I don't see the humor I don't, I don't know maybe i'm just dense here but i kind of like i thought it was well produced and i guess it was a little bit of a nice break i felt it was 37 seconds that was there to plug pete davidson so he had a better little series of credits on his album good marketer didn't enjoy this 3.5 on 5. let's move on to a song i really did like though called floor 13. i really really like this song i mean there's something about just the, the the refrain where he goes i just spent too many minutes watching little videos the shitty wannabe rappers this is me i just spent the winter living under someone tried to send a kill shot missing me i don't care if i ain't rapper right i'm literally reading it off a genius um so like and it's been out for a day i've only heard it a few times um maybe you can wrap it off the cusp and if you can let me know in the comments i got real curious and distracted because you know sometimes that happens in the midst of a review when you're talking to a camera by yourself but i love the idea of him sitting there watching videos of youtubers and it made me wonder if mgk has actually seen my reviews and i would love it if mgk could watch this review this one because i'm actually not sounding like i'm hating on him and i i just it would blow my mind i would be the happiest motherfucker to know that mgk somebody i've looked up to for so long i checked out something i did that would be hyper cool if you did mgk let me know in the comments that would make you super great um but yeah i kind of get his point like a lot of these little youtube rappers so like i had this little sky studio to talk to who um sends me a lot of these little rapper songs and i hear it and i get where he's coming from a lot of wannabe rappers and that's a good way to put it because mgk has got some shit to him like a style a swagger a substance just something to his brand whereas a lot of people can just rap i mean rapping's easy and i say that like 
because you practice it, you memorize a bunch of songs, you learn the right words, you just freestyle every day for a while. And I don't mean it's like easy as in anybody can be a great rapper. I mean, it's easy as in, in this day and age, a lot of people can end up releasing a couple of rap songs where they don't sound half bad. And the actual technique is pretty proper because a lot of us have put thousands of hours of practice into this. MGK, on the other hand, has developed multiple albums and a lot of success and, and some prowess and style. And like, hell, MGK influenced my flows as when I approach it. I'll be honest with you. I don't know that I'd be me if it wasn't for MGK's music inspiring me as a person and whatnot. So... I get where he's coming from. If you ain't really playing in the topper tier of things, if you ain't really established, if you don't really have a fan base backing your shit, you're not behind a movement, you're not putting people on and stuff, you probably shouldn't be just being a little YouTube guy throwing disses at big people for clout because then the truth is you're just saying shit so that people click on your video once or twice it'll be a good song but like that dude that just kept trying to like diss MGK pretending to be Eminem between Killshot like I didn't think he was good. He was a good rapper in the sense that he emulated another rapper's style very well. But it wasn't like anybody came out like and killed it. I much prefer like the Dax disses where it's at least a lot of people who know how to fucking rap and whatnot going at each other. But bodies dudes just started spitting at MGK. Well, that's now you're going into another league where a lot of these guys haven't they haven't put up enough to match. Like, I don't know, like Say what you will about MGK, but he's been in the like public public for like almost 10 years, let alone anything else. So I'm just saying, if you've been on YouTube and you got 100,000 fucking subscribers, that, that doesn't count for shit in the grand scheme of things, even though a lot of people think it does, it doesn't. And I say that as a guy who currently has 1,690 subscribers as I record this. I'm not even killing it either. So if I dissed MGK in a rap song, that would be the stupidest shit ever. As a reviewer, I can tell you how I feel in my opinions, and I think he really killed it on this one. Young young blonde Don on a double X mob. I hate his blonde hair. I liked him better before that. Double X mob got a gang out in Sicily. That line is whatever. Why do you think they call me the gunner? I'm popping off on anybody to trigger me. Well, that is why I thought they called you called the you called yourself the gunner. Like I don't know that anybody else called you the gunner, dude. Like you walked in and said, "I am the gunner." Pa pa. Well, that's why we call you the gunner. Then I thought, why did he call himself the gunner? Oh, it's because he's popping off it. But just just to put it out there, I don't know that like pe were people really going around calling him gunner before that song. I'm just throwing it out there. Maybe they were. I never saw it before he did it, and then he changed his like Twitter name to Gunna or whatever. Like he branded himself that way. That's why people call him that. But I love the verse. Black and yellow, jacket on like I'm killed. I grew up scrapping and I still will. We can take it back to 2012 while I was chopping on a tour bus with Meek Mill. Yo, watching the videos of that tour because he put it all up, it looked like he was fucking fun. It was like smashed for days and shit. Like it looked like a good party. Take it back at Cleveland when they get chased 17 years, no plea deal. 2014 when the people tried to rob me in the lobby. I bet they can still, their feet still point out my enemy as soon as they mention me. Con assembly, pick a pen and put out your misery written in history. And he just flows through super fucking flossy super fucking talented references bird box because it's good and i found myself going damn this has this flair to it now the beat is amazing with the guitars and shit and he's got this crazy great verse but then he just flows into like i got off on floor 13 though in between and he rolls his weed with fronto leaves or whatever that fucking thing is however 
Recently, I may have encountered and partaken in something that involved Toronto leaves in my apartment. I'm not going to say it was an illegal substance. For all you know, it was a tobacco. But somebody recently came by with that exact thing. And I was like, huh, look at the timing of that. Um, but, you know, he does his coke on hotel keys, blah, blah, blah. It's fine. He, and like the chorus, the way he sings it, the energy and how different and flowy it, it just fits so perfectly to me. Then he goes back into that hook where he's watched too many little videos, whatever. So you just picture him ripped out of his mind, fucking watching YouTube, making all his money, doing his thing. But he's still legitimate and I guess feels that like people may not respect him the way that he's supposed to be respected in his mind um the second verse comes in what would this generation of hip-hop be without me here to piss y'all off i mean dude you're not that significant no offense but like a lot more people get a lot more headlines i mean takashi 69 could make that claim a little bit better than mgk i think because he just did the kill shot thing faded away and then the last headline I've seen is MGK brought up a response to Eminem like eight months later. I'm not trying to be a dick. Maybe y'all see headlines. I don't see, but I don't see anybody hating on MGK and headlines. I see the blog. I read the comments. I'm confused. I need to pause. Yeah, for like a month in the midst of an Eminem beef, you had all the stands attacking you. But like, again, I'm not seeing the hating. I'm just not seeing it. I, I don't know. I mean, you, you, you shout out Eminem. His fan base, you lost it. They're going to hate on you. But like, I'm not really sure where this is coming from. Maybe y'all know what I'm talking about. But he's in it. He probably has like Google alerts set up to trigger his name and he gets emails from all sorts of shit. Um, and then he goes, I sold 40 million records. I ain't even 30. And I had to hit a pause. Like, yes. However, I know 3 million are out of a single. And I'm not even trying to shit on that. That is an incredible accomplishment. I just would like to understand the breakdown better. Because he didn't sell 40 million albums. Because the song, individual single, is a record. And I just want to throw it out there that an album and a record in this context are not the same thing. Now, he sold a lot of albums, but he chose the bigger number to make the accomplishment seem better. It's what we would call a vanity metric. I'm not saying that it's a shit vanity metric. It's an amazing metric. I'm saying that don't be fooled into thinking that he sold 40 million albums because that's not the same thing. Give me 20 seconds, all those 10 movies that I've been in. That's legit. That's fair. Although one of them's not out yet. He has been in it and in theory is exist in production. So nine of the 10 is out at this point. However, once that 10th one comes out, this verse is prophetic. It's a future. And then another little shot at the legend himself. One legend that tried to fuck with me and then uh, taught the venom. Okay, whatever. That line is fine. I mean, Venom was a trash song, and Venom is so bad. So is a couple others. Actually, I might have had a few misses on Kamikaze in hindsight. But, uh, yeah, I mean, you fucked with the legend, and the legend fucked with you, and y'all made money off of that situation, and everybody moved on. And I don't know that very many people have ended very many people's careers in beefs like this. Usually everyone just makes more money and gets better fans out of it. Anyway, one publication that said I would never be in it. One agent that told me without a career, my career is finished. Uh, and I couldn't give a single fuck inside my cerebellum. Y'all award shows suck, go tell them. And I like that. This whole part where he's just like, y'all told me I couldn't be and I couldn't do. And I watched 
I did watch for a while as people were like, MGK's career's over. We even made a video called, Will uh, Eminem, did Eminem end MGK's career when I was trying to get some clickbait, you know, I was trying to sell it a little bit, didn't work because my videos are too long. And um, yeah, it's going to stay long. I like the deep dives. It's a, comp, it's a podcast. Um, end of the day, no, obviously not. MGK's career is just going to get better because of that whole situation. Like, he's going to go down and, like, you know, it, it's a fond memory I have of both of these men. So it's not like anybody's ending anyone's career. All that Stanny-ass bullshit, yo, it doesn't exist much beyond the age of 25 in most communities. So most people just don't care. They're going to just listen to whatever they fucking hear, and it's not going to be about this pride and principle shit that is really... I don't know anybody... I don't. I wish I knew more people above the age of 25 that maintain the same passion into this music things that I do. I know a few, but I don't know that many. And so don't think that us minority of music nerds out there can really influence it. We unfortunately are not the pop majority. All I have to say, this song is incredible. It's one of my favorites on the album, and I give it a 4.75. So why don't we move on to the next song, which is... I swear he says Roland, but Roulette, and then I, I, it's Roulette, I checked it on Google, but Roulette, um, this is one of my favorite, like, on the rapping side of things, uh, songs, so I did want to point out that if Roland, Roulette, or however he fucking says it, is some street term for something, I don't know, again, I'd appreciate a correction in the comments, that would be dope of you, but I love the hook, man, this that motherfucking writer, music, you know, this that motherfucking rider music. And I'm like, yo, this is that music. This is what I would want to put on all night when I'm rolling. And then, you know, Dirty, how many times you going to play with death? Oh, he does say rolling. Previously, somebody in the lyrics on Genius had written uh, roulette. I feel dumb for my little intro before it. So now you know, I read off a of Genius and I heard Roland and I was going to make a whole thing about it. And now the Genius says Roland. So I'm going to assume it was Roland the whole time. That's, in, that's why you gotta listen to your ears and you can't read the shit so usually i listen that's anyway i do keep the lyrics open for the sake of like having them so i can reference them because it makes my life simpler but i do not really read them while i'm doing my review i mostly just listen so i looked at it and i'm like so yeah like i said i googled roulette and everything because i heard rolling so now it goes but i'm chosen so i'm rolling it makes just so much more sense so i'm glad y'all watched me go through this discovery it's the type of show this is um, you know, all through traffic with this mob apparatus, these people want me in the casket still I'm rolling. I heard heaven got a place for me there, but I don't know if I'm going. And I love that kind of pants of honesty, like questioning the sanctity of his soul and whatnot. And he's just persevering in light of all the opposition. But like the way he was rhyming shit got really cool to me. Like one of my favorites is specifically the phonetics of I ain't going out like River Phoenix. I want to enjoy all of the spoils. I'm a golden boy like Oscar de la Hoya. I'm a soldier masked up like it's the end of October. And just in general, he rhymed it all a lot better than I did. But he really made this whole section just flow so well and if you read it organically it took a, it took some effort on his end to like make it flow the way that he did it. and it was super enjoyable for me to listen to i don't know like the energy of this shit was dope and then he goes in the second verse wait i heard him say they want the old gunner as he's bringing it as he's doing it right here fuck him i still turn coyotes into road rhymers fuck a family i leave your ass with no brothers if i ain't no love when you become a man with no mother that's what it was on the one hand i don't know if like, I feel like this has that aggressiveness, but 
it, it like flips and he's trying to like say look man my shit was tough i'm the result of this environment this is the situation maybe i'm not in that place anymore you know that's what i feel like he's trying to transition away from his past and maybe come to terms with his demons whereas all the old shit was him coping with it in a more negative way and i do feel like he's reached a more positive place by the way he's doing it and then he describes a bit of his story how he hit the trap how his friends were selling drugs he caught a charge and he you know realized that this is his future now once you get that record you're not going back and then he references that fight where he knocked out a dude after the kill shot and he lost a milli according to him when he got sued there but whatever he's gonna come back and he took another blow and he's gonna fucking keep winning and he's gonna kill it and then we get a third verse which is not the most common thing on this album and honestly and i double checked this all the songs on this project are fucking short there is literally no song that goes past three minutes and 30 seconds and from a marketing perspective there's a lot of a big debate about the third verse in music and just having longer songs and mgk is fully capable of the four to five minute songs and his first two or three albums were full of these longer more three verse properly what i would say properly in an old school way structured track whereas these newer quicker songs the shorter album muksha is uh, a more spotify streaming market also you're more willing to jump on a 37 minute album than say a two hour album you know like how much time space do you have available this is a better way for him to get more spins still this song has that third verse and it's fucking i really enjoy it yeah 24 7 keep my eyes open ready all these signs show me they want me gone like a machiavelli so he's paranoid and he's scanning the world as he feels like he's got his enemies and as i listen to this it really does have that anxiety creeping on through his music reflecting something like the machiavelli which i think is a fair comparison there it's actually kind of dope on a cross when it crossed me over over something so petty kill them all even if i die like met the mandate and belly i watched belly in a couple years ago I want to watch more of them, but that's actually just sick in general, the way he's referencing some cultural shit. Something that I think you're supposed to do is reference the legends in a way that acknowledges their, they influenced you. And that's what he's doing here. He's not claiming to be the whatever. And in a sense, since he's asked people to acknowledge his influence, it is cool that he's taking the time to do it. I wanted to ask, and I don't know if y'all caught this or if I'm a little bit going through my mind he goes rap for currency like i'm a spit andretti and let it fall like confetti and then currency and freddie gibbs made the fetty album recently and I, I wondered if that was like a little pun on the fact that currency and freddie gibbs did make that album the way he worded that and i thought it was cool overall i like this song a lot i think it has a great fucking energy it's just fast paced great rapping mgk is showing us again the versatility he's got some he's gotten like i mean we're halfway through now about a little more and i feel like every song has come off like a unique experience which wasn't necessarily the case on binge where stuff felt more flowy along the same lines with a couple of outliers this feels like every song is just fucking unique so i'll give it to him this does deserve the album status on that note truck truck norris not chuck interlude is the next one i just didn't enjoy this they're like they sound like they're having a great fucking time as they're telling some story about fucking up chuck norris truck norris i i heard it like three four times i just couldn't care enough to register it i i don't know maybe y'all like this skit 
let me know what i missed in it let me know why it's there let me know if it's dope let me know what you think about skits in general but for me i'm going this is a 3.5 it's as well made as every other rap skit it sounds like a rap skit it just is what it is and i'd rather move on to death in my pocket and now we get like the super pop rap song you know the girl singer and everything i wonder if the mystery of who the girl is has been solved yet and if you can let me know that would be dope but as of this time it's a mystery and people do not know it's speculated that naomi wild is the singer but it's not credited anywhere and so if you find out let the comment section know and that would be real cool of you but um i love the hook i got death in my pocket and nothing but time all these bones in the closet in the back of my mind i just leave them there i don't even care no holding up the flare i could use a prayer i got death in my pocket but i feel so alive and at first i thought it was going to be about drugs and i still kind of think he's talking about drugs but i also think it's more of the baggage and the memories and just the ever presence of death and things like that that are on his mind like it's entirely possible if you if you have drugs it's literally like take a few too many of these and it's over maybe you have a big old vial of blow enough to if you wanted to overdose you know that is a possibility in life um but man the song just comes in with this heavy fucking powerful feel to it as he's singing and it's just there's a glassiness to this song that i feel like is why i'm calling it pop rap the way the beat structured it just feels so radio friendly i mean it's not a single to my knowledge but if we did see a music video come out to this and it becomes the next single i wouldn't be 100 shocked lyrically though it's really cool don't know why but it feels like my world is crashing down i just bought a brand uh whatever new car or whatever but it feels like my world is crashing down uh yo that's what it was sorry he starts it off and he kind of like fucks up or he says it kind of calmly and then he goes fuck you know whatever and then he just restarts the verse and comes in like real proper um how much darkness does it take so i just bought a brand new car i want to crash you know how much darkness does it take to get this flash you know i lost a piece of my soul when the camera flashes so i'm asking every fan who's questioning my passion thinking i'm caught up in fashion that i forgot my past i understand that i'm a drop but uh i just don't have an answer I'm like, damn, man. So he's got like all these endeavors going on. And that's something that I think a lot of people don't understand is maybe you start rapping and then you start doing something else. Like for me, I started off with rapping, go anywhere. So I started doing behind that suit and album reviews. So now I make music and album reviews. But maybe the next opportunity comes up and the next thing you know, you're doing more and more things and you can dedicate less and less time to all of those things. And people might question what your priorities are well your priorities should be yourself and your growth and i mean he's just pointing out i'm a dropout who was never supposed to make it how the fuck am i supposed to answer you i'm just trying to feed my kids and but i think back this whole thing was a grind to make sure that i could take care of my own and look what happened we got to this place but simultaneously the hook kicks back in with the i got death in my pocket this time mgk sings along and again, it just sounds so radio-y. I know I keep repeating that, and maybe you don't agree with me, but it's so glossy and flashy. It's still enjoyable, but it's cool. I don't know how I got so high, but I'm not passing out. I guess the drugs are in my blood. Hope I don't pass it down. Hope I'm allowed to see my baby get a cap and gown. That's powerful, right? So... He knows he's got a lot of drugs in his system and maybe he's not living the healthiest lifestyle but it's gotten to a point where it's almost like he doesn't feel it and he hopes that this isn't something his daughter inherits this addictive personality we'll call it 
and then he hopes he can live long enough to see her graduate and then he reflects because his dad's not going to be around much longer and he gets real angry and whatnot and he starts considering how his aunt who he was really close to who had passed away from cancer or one of the last things she ever said to him was how he wanted uh him to repair the relationship with his father and he he kind of like did it and he's kind of grateful for that and uh in october my grandmother passed away and one of the last things she ever said to me was fucking repair your relationship with your father because that's the appropriate thing to do and then it's like to have somebody's dying words like that move you to a point of action whatever it's one of the realest shits i've ever heard because that's what happened to me and i guess i can connect to that and so i felt this was really strong from a lyrical point and i thought it was really cool to to see that just a guy like mgk honestly just has the same kind of like normal ass family issues almost that i might have or whatnot still all things considered i enjoyed the message and the 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 meaning of this song on the other hand i did um feel like the track was a little bit not my cup of tea but like a good version of it like it's really well made and i don't want to shit on it so i gave it a 4.35 but i found myself not liking it as much as some of the earlier ones on this album and then the next one is going to be my first time listening to Trippy Red as we talk about candy. So this one has an airy, singy, again, more of that poppy vibe to it. But considering this album has shown, and Bloom did it too. To give him credit, Bloom was just as versatile. And in hindsight, Bloom deserves more credit for that. So I appreciate him proving empirically on this album the wide array of things he can do as an artist. And so in that regard if you're that type of person it is cool to have this many styles pop up so props to you mgk for really proving that you're more than just a rapper in my opinion that is proven on this project at this point if you had doubts it's proven but it lyrically it is a song about drugs you know i keep that candy i need more like mandy stay up take addies i'm gonna try and fix this damage in light of the whole album up until this point you're almost sympathetic to the fact that at this point he does all these drugs and shit which is so different than the approach he's taking in other albums here it's like oh my gosh my world's falling apart my dad's dying i've gone through all this shit blah 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 i'm trying to get through my emotional shit and yeah now i've got this candy and i'm in my head again i took more medicine ripped up my parts from my head and chest again now i'm with him and it makes sense what he's doing and, and this is why sometimes albums matter so much more than singles because i don't think that if like candy had just come out it's like a vapid fucking whatever drug song but candy in the context of hearing everything before it makes it mean so much more than just the individual track hey fuck it i was raised like that so i guess i never really changed like that i'd be taking shots to the brim like that blacked out drunk and i came like that so I guess he um, gets smashed fucks and whatever, gets through the pain, he's trying to just cope and survive, and I can get behind all that, especially like I just said. Then Trippy Red comes in, and kind of like the little Skies verse, I'm a little bit not certain how I'm feeling about this verse fitting in with MGK's, but at least on a song about escaping through drugs, 
um, it, you know, like it fits to have a guy like him here. Whereas the last one, it just didn't match up so well to me. But, huh, my bitch tastes like candy, yeah? It's a very fucking strange start, but fine. It's his escapism. Play with death like Billy and Mandy, which is a clever line because of a cartoon show I've never watched called The Grim Adventures of Billy and Mandy. And I do know what it is from, like, having seen it on the, the cartoon networks and whatnot. And he's a Grim Reaper, so it makes sense. That's who they're playing with. That's a good line. Keeps a chakra in the fanny, Yeah that wasn't a good line to me make a fuck person sleep like a zanny yeah and then i just whatever there's nothing else in the verse i really liked however i enjoyed the way trippy spit that shit like i could just listen to him spit shit i don't have to listen to his words i don't want to listen to his words honestly if they, i'm not saying he's a bad lyricist i'm saying that he's not a lyricist he's the kind of guy i don't review very often on this channel because i have conversations like this and his fans get kind of mad but if we want to talk about it from a vibey flow perspective, he killed it and it really entranced me in that regard. So props to you, Trippy Red, if you end up watching this. On that note, I gave this on 4.25. It's really well made, but we're going a little bit away from my desires of my preferences and whatnot. But the quality is still consistent and whatnot. But the next song, Waste Love, is going to be the next one. Whatever, not all segues are good. I mean, I like myself a good, my relationship's fucked up and everything doesn't make sense song. But I don't know that this one did it for me. Um, woke up and was you wasn't next to me this morning. Sorry, I little cab drive you down the street on Broadway. I wish I could erase the mistakes that I made. I'm sorry. Wanted to chase you inside, but the house too haunted. Alright, so maybe he did something bad, she's not there anymore, situation's gone, whatever. I tried to get away with the worst this time you caught me, so I guess you cheated. I tried to find a place for the words so I can say sorry, it's so shitty how I waste love, I know it's shitty how I waste love, come home every night, I'm wasted, 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 wasted. So in that regard, I love the accountability in saying that the way he's treating his partners is like really not great and he kind of owns up to the fact that like he's kind of a shithead in how he's treating and taking advantage of her and like he's kind of thinking back on her and you know considering all the drugs and stuff it makes sense that maybe his love life's a little complicated um it's getting hard to fake how I feel when i feel your face still taunts me so i guess they're still going a little back and forth and whatnot you know it's hard to fake how you feel do you not still want me and there's something pretentious and demanding in wording your shit like do you not still want me so it's like you know i'm the shit come on and it's uh, look i've used that line it's very powerful it's not like you don't you still want me no do you not still want me makes authoritative it's kind of like yeah i am that sexy motherfucker that you were once with you know and i appreciate how he worded that because that let me feel like this was more of an honest track and sometimes it's the subtlety and language used that tells you about the character of a person Anyway, how'd you run away from the place you brought me? I did it to myself to go ahead, blame this on me. So when you're coming back, you apologizing. I can make it better, etc., etc. Then Madison Love sings with him and points out how she treats him bad. And then I thought we're done. How'd you end up in my arms last night? And then I guess a little bit of pain kind of makes it feel good sometimes and i thought about it and i've been there i've had those moments where like you're trying to break up and it takes six months because you keep maybe treating her poorly and she keeps thinking you're gonna change so you end up keep fucking again and even if you didn't want to you get drunk you call her etc so in all of these regards it's fine but it just felt so generic and by the numbers compared to the rest of this album it does fit into my distinction argument 
but less so because we've already had girl singer pop rap song and this one is just the love version and i don't know it just compared to the rest of the project felt weak but that's okay maybe somebody out there will really connect to this and for them it'll be their favorite one and that's the beauty of music and all that good shit on that note i started recording and somewhere along the way it was five three six 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 there's a whole bunch of sounds of like a key or something scraping some shit up so i'm gonna assume when he goes in the cabinet or glass files that is poured out at last thought i smelled her now she's on my mind i met her the first time my lime turned li- my light turned lime hate it when she's gone but she ain't hard to find left her on my desk she made designs and little lines i think he's talking about coke and it's interesting because i don't remember him really talking a lot about doing blow before this but a lot of people do cocaine it's just out there in the world and i like how he starts it off and he's writing this at five three six 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 in the morning after this chorus of feeling like you know ruminating and thinking back on your life and you can't sleep for days and he's got your name on the brain and that name might just be cocaine or whatever or maybe it's whatever haunting but when you're i imagine cocaine and sleep don't go together because it's a stimulant and shit can't sleep for days gotta stay up forever but you know getting lost in this rush of drugs and incest and whatnot but then you have that shame that gets like mixed into that situation and so i thought it was pretty cool and like you know he's up even though there's no reason to be and stuff going on he's like it's almost like this party existing in his mind um and then we flow into the second verse a little bit hey look i'm writing this at 5 3 in the evening in my head talking to these demons in my bed staring at these ceilings i just bleached my hair and changed my whole appearance which i guess is fair like you're sitting there and you're having this moment maybe you're a little bit wrecked and you have this drastic desire to do something different with your life and change it all up I mean, just considering how frustrated he is. His uncle sold pictures of him. And honestly, that's some fucked up shit. People profiting off of you. Like what the poor Meghan Merkel has to go through with her family. Um, And then it's almost like finding solace in the fact that his people are shitty so he can write some whatever. But uh, he just kind of then flows back into her. So he goes to pick her up. I lean to lift my spirits, which to me sounds like he's going to do some blow to like feel better. They don't know how we, that we hook up. I don't want the cameras near us. So unlike Justin with that beautiful key bump picture in the middle of the street, he is a little more subtle with that. And then he acts in a certain way when he's high. And he just kind of keeps that into the secrets and the darkness. And it just feels like this honest, personal like admission that maybe it isn't the coolest thing in his life. And he's not proud of it. And that's why you don't really see it. Like, he'll smoke joints, like, chain smoke them on camera and shit. But it's true. I don't think I ever heard him really reference it. And it sounds like it's not the most pleasant experience in his life. And he's not trying to make it sound pleasant. And I respect that about what he's doing. It just sounds like another honest, personal vignette in his life. And this time, the girl singer sells it. Femme has a beautiful voice. And I really love the tone, the slowness, the somber, like, sad song but he kills it with the isolation and the loneliness of his world so thank you mgk for killing it on this track and bringing back my dope ass feelings towards this album i'm giving this one another 4.5 and then we have one more and it's the one that actually got me wanting to review the album in the first place over that single so let's talk about i think i'm okay i fucking love pop punk in that era that blink 182 shit and this just kind of feels like a rappy version of a blink 182 song i'll be honest travis barker's drumming helps to that effect because he's the drummer of blink he's also done so much great drumming across hip-hop so i'm so happy to see these two guys working together and then i don't really know who young blood is but 
He has a very talented and very cool version of a very generic, screamy, singy voice that I would otherwise forget, but he really does do it well, and I want to give him all the props while saying there's almost nothing distinct about his voice that would make me remember it without a lot more listens. Maybe I'm being a bit of a closed-minded person there, but to me, he had a generic voice, but he did it so well that he should keep doing it because we need people with that voice in the world because there's a niche for that. It reminds me of like the used and things like that. Um, I don't know. The chorus on this is fine. Watch me take a good thing and fuck it all up. He's playing guitar. He's singing. This is not a rap song. Catch me. I'm the one on the run from the headlights. No sleep up all week. Wasting time with people I don't like. I think something's fucking wrong with me. And I love that hook. Because again, we get that self-awareness. That reflective nature. That, yo, maybe all this shit I'm doing in my life isn't the smartest or the rightest thing for me to be doing. Holy shit. Something's wrong with me. Like, we all waste people... Uh, time with people we don't like it's such a stupid thing that humans do we it takes us so long to learn that we don't like all the people we hang out with and cut out the people we don't like all for the sake of social clicks and stuff now we should have clicks but we should also maybe try harder to discriminate who's in our click you know drown myself in alcohol that shit never helps at all i might say some stupid things tonight when you pick up this call like i stopped drinking because i talk too much shit like i don't drink anymore I mean, I might drink one day in the future, but it's been a very long time and I'm not interested in ever getting drunk again, mostly because of that. And then you can feel like he's lonely and he's, you know, I've been hearing silence on the other side for way too long and taste it on my tongue. I can tell that something's wrong, but I guess that's just my life and I can take it if I want to. Just crazy, right? Because he's almost got this suicidal on the edge vibe to it as he's feeling drastic. He can't hide in California because the hills have eyes and he gets paranoid and he wants to hurt and he hurts himself sometimes. Is that too scary for you? So his world is crazy. He can't escape it. There's so much shit going on, but he's real and he has this realness to him that he wants to be able to be honest. And is that too much for you? I love it. Then on the second time the hook comes in, um, young blood takes over and goes, that something's fucking wrong with me. And he does a verse. Now, what's interesting is apparently he came in and did this whole thing in like 10 minutes and all because um, he had the session book with MGK, but then MGK caught up Travis Barker and then Travis, he had to go to Travis's house and then he got him to come in. So there's a little freestyle. And in light of that, it seems pretty good, you know, like it's all right, but lyrically it's fine. I do drugs to escape that's the whole point of the verse then it flows out as they sing out the hook and whatnot but yeah then he went and caught up young whatever after and he's like so he caught up young blood after and he's like travis barker's doing drums this is fucking dope and then everybody showed up for the video the video reminded me of being you know like i don't know 15 again and that made me feel very happy and all things considered i thought it was a really good song from like a nostalgic perception but on the other hand it didn't have the depth i was hoping for it was still like a, it was like a fun song so i gave it a 4.25 and i thought it was cool and uh, i guess that brings us to the end of this album review so i gave two grades here for the album one with the skits the real grade and then one without the skits because the skits sucked to me and shouldn't have been on this project and it would have made the album better with the skits it's a 4.2392 and I really like it. I think it's a solid album. It's really well made. And it's totally something that has a few songs on here I would listen to. I don't know if I call this a classic, but I feel like it's an excellent explanation on my journey. Like for his fans, I think this is a cool album that almost explains the last couple of years of his life and opens up the door for like a mature and more interesting future, I would say. Maybe less debauchery and more deeper thought. That would be hella cool to see the philosophy of Machine Gun Kelly. Um, 
cut out those skates though and I bump it up to a 4.372 cause I really didn't like them which does make the grade higher it's still not like a classic by any means to me not to say that it's a bad album but like I don't think that in 10 years everybody's gonna be jumping on this album I think MGK is one of those guys that you're just along for the journey with and if you are on this journey this album is worth listening to and if you're not on the journey there's probably three or four songs on this project you're really gonna like and the rest of it's gonna be a little Eh, to you because it's so versatile and most people aren't necessarily that into the versatility anyway that's the review thank you all for watching i totally appreciate you being here with me uh taking the time to be watching them i guess that was lame um let me know in the comments what you thought of anything really what you thought of the album the review you can even just tell me i don't know i had this kind of ice cream today uh, it's hot. It's really hot in the room. So that's why I'm thinking about ice cream. And I decided to eat healthier. So I'm really thinking about ice cream because I can't have it anymore. I've decided, done with the shit. You're going to lose some of this fucking fat I put on. Um, but yeah, so let me know there. Subscribe to the channel if you want more reviews. Like the video if you did. Special thanks to the patrons. Ismail Gadamsi, Chris Prado, DJ Black Hurricane, Jonathan Barnes, and Lindell Williams. They support what we do. They helped us get a new camera. They get to tell us what albums to review as in this week. DJ Black Hurricane's making us do an album. And then in a few weeks, it'll be um, Lindell Williams again. And then it just cycles through. So you can join us there for a dollar a month or more. That'll be good times. Everybody's happy. We turn into better than me recording in my apartment. And life is peachy fucking keeny. Just imagine if we had a researcher who could look up cool tidbits on top of everything else. Oof higher quality reviews could come anyway i make music myself you can check that out on this channel spotify itunes bandcamp whatever soundcloud i pick your platform i'm there have yourself a great day everybody i got a couple more shits to do this weekend but this is the start of my super review fill weekend